Hello and welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, January 20th, 2018. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. And, uh, okay, what do we got on tap? The government shut down as of midnight. Uh, we'll try to explain a little bit what that means, what the permutations are, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Women's March, yes. second annual Women's March, yes. it's going on right now. Yes, it is. Uh, by all accounts, really good turnout. We have way too much crap to do, including talking to you right now. Yes. So we decided <laughs> to skip this one. But we'll it's, be covering it. We'll be covering it. Lots happening, and um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. What you got, Rachel? Well, it's the one-year anniversary of Trump's inauguration. Mm. And on the one-year anniversary of Trump's inauguration. The government shut down. So he's got this party that he's supposed to be going to at Mar-a-Lago. This big <laughs> yes. glitzy party to celebrate all of his zero accomplishments um, it, during his first year. And apparently he's very, very angry that he is not allowed to go until the government is not shut down. Well, see, I wanted to ask about that, though. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Of course he can do whatever he wants, but... Uh, They're telling I think him they you have really him like chained can't. in a basement. Like you literally cannot. I'm not allowing you to do this. No, no, no. How are you going to go celebrate? I'm going to my party and talk about how great I am. No, you can't do that because the government shut down and you're the president. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's not a celebratory thing, dude. The yeah. optics of it would just be so fucking hilarious. So I think Don Jr. is hosting in his stead. Yeah, and Don and Eric. if you're going to pay $100,000 a plate, <laughs> I'm sure that's a... And that's the, that's the lowest ticket price. Yeah. $100,000. Where does that money go? <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. I'd care. Yeah. Does it go to his like re-election campaign fund? Does it go to the party? Does it go it, it to his It goes to his paying off porn star hush money fund. Yeah. So... We'll get I to think, that. yeah, I think it's hilarious, and I'm sh- I just want to be a fly on the wall and watch him throw tantrums all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the shutdown. Um, Where do you want to start? I don't even know. It's just okay. We can't we can't explain it all, but but let let's give you the basics, okay? Yes. The idea was back in it was it September, the president. Because DACA was brought as a, basically an executive order by Obama. Yeah. And, and if you don't know what DACA is, I'm sorry, just, just go to Wikipedia. We're not going <laughs> right. to go through all that. Right. But, it's the dreamers, right? Uh, yeah. It's kids who were brought here through no fault of their own by parents who were illegal immigrants, but they grew up in this country. They've been going to schools. They've been working. Right. They've been Americans yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yes. And Obama had to sign an executive order because Congress wasn't going to do it. Uh, to protect them from being deported. Yes. So, and the American public, by like 80% almost, is for this. Yes. Even pretty like hardline immigration, uh, anti-immigration activists, I wouldn't say activists, but people that, you know, are against illegal immigration and people that, you know, don't like the brown people and stuff. Even the majority of those people are like, okay, they've been here since they were kids. Yeah. They themselves didn't do anything illegal. Right. Uh, and if they're seems, not committing crimes, right. or whatever, we should not probably deport. And the the DACA guidelines that Obama set out are really specific. Yes, um, you have to either have a high school degree, a GED, or be in school. Um, no violent crimes. And you have to go um, apply for it. You don't just yeah, get it. No, exactly. You do. You have to apply for it. So. Uh, they decided to rescind that. Well, yeah, Trump did. What was it, in September? 
Yes. With the idea being, now I'm going to leave it to Congress so it becomes a bill, not just an executive order. Yes, because which, which in the broadest theoretical sense, you say, okay, the problem is he knows this. Well, Congress. you don't need to rescind it for Congress to take action. No. You don't need to do no, that. No, of course not. Yeah. Or you don't need to put an arbitrary deadline for them to do it, which is right. what he did. Yes. So which is why it came up in these budget talks. Yes. It's like, okay, well, let's fix it now when we pass this budget. Right. And there was a bipartisan agreement to do that. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and he's been so fucking back and forth on this. Yeah. He has said multiple times when it is explained to him who these people are, it's like, it's obvious to him. Yeah, he's like, then, oh, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. We shouldn't kick them out. That makes perfect sense. Right. And, then, and then Stephen Miller and John yeah, Kelly get in his ear. Yeah. And, and he kind of turns And he's around. like, oh, right, that's bad because we hate brown people. So fuck them. And then let me go back to what happened, I guess it was just last week with the shithole comments, right? Mm-hmm. This, was, this is not necessarily have to do with DACA. Dick Durbin and uh, Lindsey Graham and a bipartisan group came up with a deal yeah. to make DACA law to work on some other immigration stuff and mm-hmm. it had some right wing stuff in there to toughen border security and whatever. Right. It was a bipartisan deal. Right. It would pass. Yes. And they they brought it to Trump. In the Oval Office. In the Oval Office. And there were some other things they were talking about like preferred uh, yeah, merit based merit based yeah. some things from other yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. And that's when Trump said well, why do we even let people from these shithole countries like Haiti and Africa and places in Africa, we should bring in more people from Norway. And that kind of, that in itself didn't derail the talks, but it sent the signal like, yeah. okay, they're not serious about immigration reform. They're right. probably not serious about DACA. Right. They're not serious about negotiating. We're kind of back to square one. Mm-hmm. And the deal was still there to be had despite that. Right. But McConnell and Ryan would not let those versions come to the floor. Right. And then they couldn't even figure out what Trump actually wanted to try to tweak that deal. Right. So it all fell apart. Yeah. And then every, and then, you know, the Republicans are doing their best to try to attach it now to Chuck Schumer. Yeah. And call it a Schumer shutdown. Right. So they didn't, they didn't reach an agreement. Because the Democrats essentially, how this has anything to do with the budget talks is the Democrats are saying, look, you know, there's been some scary stuff too in the last week about DACA and about dreamers. This, mm-hmm. this, um, a young man was deported after living here for 30 years. Yes. He was like, what, three years outside of the deadline of mm-hmm. the age. Um, deported back to Mexico. He's literally lived here for 30 years. Yeah. Has three kids. Um, and so the Democrats were like, look, this this deadline is coming up. We had this deal. We're going to protect the dreamers or we're going to like, no, we're not going to sign anything that doesn't include some protection. And for we haven't people. even gotten into chip yet, which is right. Thing. Right. The, the health insurance. So <laughs> Democrats are asking for some very reasonable things that, um, the American people overwhelmingly want. Yes. And, uh, they, the Republicans are just, you know, look, I, I know I'm biased, but to me it's the Republicans are just kind of gambling and hoping against hope that somehow via osmosis, that a hashtag will take off and people will start blaming the Democrats for this when they control all three yes. <laughs> chambers yes. of the government. Right. Remember when, that. When Republicans w- control the House, they control the Senate, and they control the White House. When they're opposing DACA, which has 80% approval, when they're holding CHIP hostage, which everybody wants funded, yes, and they think it's just somehow going to be, well, if we yell Schumer shut down enough, then people will blame the Democrats. Right. Or because we had this three-week CR <laughs> that we were willing to pass and the Democrats weren't really interested in that, and for Republicans, we're not either, right. that people will just, it's wishful thinking. Right. Now, so, now American people, <clears throat> 
people are stupid and weird and who knows, maybe in a week from now they do just wake up and decide, you know what? It is that Chuck Schumer's fault. But here's, <laughs> here's my problem with that, right? Like our dads know who Chuck Schumer is because they're tuned into Fox News all the time. Right. But that huge swath of Americans only very peripherally even follows politics. Right. Like, do you think Josh knows no, who fuck no. Chuck Schumer no, is? No, no, nope. So here, the government shut down. I could down. be like, I had Chuck Schumer over for dinner last night, and he's like, oh, is he a friend of yours? I mean, literally, <laughs> he would have no idea what I was talking about. Right. So the point is, so for the many, 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 many millions of people who have no idea who Chuck Schumer is, but sure know who Donald Trump is yeah. and what his job title is at yes, present. Correct. If you call, if if there's two competing hashtags, Trump shut down and Schumer shut down, they're not even going to know who Chuck Schumer is. Right. Oh, Schumer shut down. What is that? Is like it, Amy Schumer? Yeah, is it, wait, Amy, is it a new Netflix Amy series? Schumer's is it, Amy Schumer has down? a new Netflix series yeah, where she's shutting yeah. everybody down. That's right. They good. are cousins. I'm actually, gonna, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but like, she's the only Schumer anybody <laughs> fucking knows. So Schumer shutdown is just like no, seriously, literally. Like, like, yeah, the the conservative politicos know who he is. Our yeah. dads know who he is. Yes. Your your aunt Marge who forwards the Alex Jones emails knows who he is. But, but a lot of like Democratic voters probably don't even know who he is. But like your brother who doesn't really no. follow politics. Like Emmett doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But he knows who he is unless you follow politics. Right. Sort of voraciously. So, so how I, I, do you expect this to do anything? I, I mean, well, at the and, core of your base, I guess it'll keep them fired up maybe. But the point is not really even hashtags. It's about the the fundamentals here. Like I was tweeting about this yesterday because I would like to be calling it a GOP shutdown because mm-hmm. it is it is. A Republican Party shutdown. Mm-hmm. Not just Trump. It's the Republican Party. And he is the Republican Party, but he's also temporary. And this is an opportunity for Democrats to message about the inability for the Republican Party to govern. Well, this is an Hold opportunity. On. Okay. And so I was I was tweeting about this last night, and this guy, this fucking guy on Twitter, he's like, uh, you're a fraud. Democrats had control of all three in 2008 and 2009 and you didn't pass immigration reform. And my response was, we also didn't shut down the government. <laughs> right. Like when there was, there's not even a possibility that if the Democrats have control of the House, the Senate and the presidency, that there's, why would there be a government? You have the consensus in the government. If you can't agree if you you they ha, they just they can't govern. Well, they a, don't know how. Well, that's a valid point. We did pass Obamacare, so I mean, how many giant pieces right, of exactly. legislation? Right, exactly, and that's the ex- other point. Like, did you we, expect to do before we, we lost used Congress? our political capital yeah. to pass healthcare, and and that's what but, we used you know, it for. That is a fair point. We didn't. That's true. That's true. That's true. We also didn't fix every single problem in two years. We nope. fixed quite a few. Yeah, uh, but not every single thing because can be done. Because our and, side sucks at midterms. Yes, but we did a lot in the you know really mm-hmm. year and a half that you get, um, and they they've done uh, nothing good. They've done least. a couple really bad things, yeah, and they've failed at a bunch more really bad things, yeah. So anyway, I, I guess I wanted to get back to this whole idea of who's to blame because you know what the mainstream media did? Oh boy, they rubbed their hands and said, "Oh, here's a great both sides, all our both sides argument." Yeah, yeah. And some of the incredibly mendacious things they tried to do. It were really astounding. Like one thing CNN did, and I don't know that they did this on purpose, but it was a very clever way of doing this. So when all the polling came out back, because we had a shutdown in 2013, most people mm-hmm. remember. No, it wound up not making a difference at all. Yeah. Because, you know, ultimately nine months later or 10 months later, when the midterms came around, Democrats still didn't show up. Right. Even though people blamed Ted Cruz and the Republicans for the shutdown. Right. And that was that lasted a while. That lasted yeah. a good minute. Yeah. And it was over Obamacare, I think. Yeah. That was, you're talking about the sequester? 
that whole thing? No, no, no. The sequester was way before that. Okay. And we had the shutdown in 20, 2013, 2014, led by Ted Cruz, because they were trying to get language into basically dismantle Obamacare, and the Democrats said no fucking way. And eventually the government reopened, and they didn't get anything, and and most people did blame Republicans for the shutdown. Uh, although I don't remember this very well for some reason. I don't know why I don't dominated know. the news. Yeah, I don't know. But that, I don't know. anyway, the point is Republicans got blamed for that. Just like they got blamed in 1994 with the Newt Gingrich shutdown. Right. And, um, well, common knowledge is when the government gets shut down, the president party gets blamed. Of course. Generally, because you're the head of the government. But Obama didn't because it was so obviously a Ted Cruz engineered yeah. shutdown. Yeah. It was okay. Him grandstanding. Fair. But, in and I now I'm forgetting completely what my point was. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, CNN the poll. Yes, so they pulled it back then, and they pulled it very simply. It was a binary choice: who do you blame for the shutdown, Obama and the Democrats, or the Republicans? And it was like forty nine, thirty nine, the Republicans. Yeah, and this was back then. Gen- generally speaking, some polls, but it was basically that. And like I said, it wound up not mattering because. The Tea Party still had the energy and Obama wasn't super popular and Obamacare still wasn't super popular and the economy was still sluggish. So and our side basically sits. At, I don't think it's going to happen this year because we have so much energy because yeah. because of, of Trump. Right. But in 2014, like most midterms, we just sat on our asses. Yeah. And that's why we have Cory Gardner in the Senate. Yeah. Among other things. But also we, we got complacent because we had Obama. You know, we were in our sixth year of having Obama and we were like pretty comfortable and happy. I, maybe that's some of it, but that's yeah. a terrible job. It's a Democrats. horrible reason. But anyway. But anyway, so. so fast forward and we've seen a few, po- uh, just a few polls like that in the last few days. Like, who do you blame? Trump or the Republicans or the Democrats? And there, it's, I, I saw one poll. I think NBC was like 20 points. It's the Republicans and others. Yeah. It's like between 10, and 15. But people generally blame. Hey, guess what? Not a shock. The Party, party with, with control of the control. government. Yeah. But CNN did this poll where it was now a tertiary instead of a binary. Right. It was, do you blame Trump? And Trump got like 21%. Republicans in Congress got 26%. And Democrats in Congress got 31%. Of course, when you add the first two, that comes to like 47% Trump right. and Republicans. Right. That's and not I, two different things. No. So the, so the Washington Examiner said, oh, goody. And they ran out with this tweet that said, a plurality of Americans blame Democrats for the shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> no. Liter- so that you literally have to pretend that Trump is not a Republican for that Trump to ring true at all. Yeah. Yeah. That he's the separate entity. Right. I mean, it, he does feel like one, but Sometimes, he is the sure. head of the Republican Party. Yes. He is. There's, their there's president. No around that, guys. I'm sorry. No, he's the head of the Republican Party. So... 47% of Americans blame the Republican Party. Yeah, but this, and the smoke, head of this, it. this smoke and mirror stuff will get us agitated on Twitter. It's not going to change anybody's mind. No. I mean, people no. know what's going on. Yeah. Generally, if they're yeah. paying attention. Right. And even if they're not paying attention, who's the president? Right. Right. Is this Amy Schumer? Right. No, I don't what think so. What is the so. Schumer shutdown What thing? is this? Is this a new show? So I'm sorry. Yes, I'm biased, but I, I, I don't see how... The Republicans think they're going to win on this thing, but it doesn't surprise me they tried to do this because the bubble has become yeah. so thick yeah. that they, they got in their little circles and they huddled and they said, well, we can spin this and people will blame the Democrats and blah, 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 blah. Right. So they think no. that's going to work. It won't. It won't. And I don't know how this ends, but if we play, if we, first of all, if we hold fast. Yeah. Yes. No three line, week, nothing. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh-uh. And we let it play out and in a week or two. 
more, you know, the people are clearly blaming Republicans and whatever fever dream they had that was going to yeah. work out differently. They realize it's screwed. They're going to have to come back to the table yeah. and we can get something done. And even if it goes back to that bipartisan agreement we had, which wasn't great or perfect, but it was okay-ish. Yeah. I mean, there were some good things in there. There were some shitty things in there. Schumer even came with a deal. It's like, yeah, here's some money for your stupid wall, which I think is a smart calculus. Yeah. Because if you can get chip funded and you can get DACA, mm-hmm. and then he's also spending money on the wall nobody wants, I think that kind of works out for us in every angle. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Like, yeah. Like some Democrats will be mad. Oh, you gave him money for the stupid wall? It's like, well, yeah, he's building the stupid well, wall. Well, we gave nobody a wants. couple, not a lot. Yeah. We didn't give him the whatever $80 billion it's going to take or whatever godforsaken number it's going to be. Yeah, and what's left in Trump's little brain of his, I'm sure at the time, said, well, this sounds like a win for me. I can I can right. claim all the wins here. Right. And then John Kelly got in his ear and said, no, you can't do this. You can't protect these young people. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because, because we're, we're realizing Kelly is just as much a garbage person as Miller or any of the others. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yep, he's yeah. super hardline immigration. He might keep us out of nuclear war, maybe, but he's also an awful, horrible garbage yeah. human being on yeah. everything else. Yeah. So that's where so, we are. Yeah. Government is shut down. Yes, it is. And your uncle's going to scream that it's all Chuck Schumer's fault. <coughs> and um, Kindly remind him which party is in control of the government mm-hmm. and see what he says. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it is. Or maybe he'll bring up Nancy Pelosi. It is really beyond the politics of it. The government shutting down is devastating for a lot of people. It affects and impacts uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. It affects and impacts people who are on Social Security, mm-hmm. Medicare, Medicaid, um, uh, military uh, people. It affects a lot of people in a really negative way. And, yeah. um, it's not something to be flippant about and it's not something that we should it needs to be a pretty principled fight there needs to be a really fucking good reason to allow it to happen but that's the political but I think advantage, yeah. I think this is good enough well, I think not ripping families apart and deporting mm-hmm. people who've lived here their entire fucking lives and making sure that children have health insurance is a good enough reason to put some heat under these monsters and make them come to the table. Well, that's the political advantage the Republicans have over us, right? Is that they don't care about the Medicaid recipients. They don't give or the a social fuck about Social Security anything. or the veterans no. or the troops. No. They like to say they do, but yeah. they really don't. No, of course not. And so, well, we don't care. Let them starve. Let them die. Yeah, I don't Whatever. care. I don't care. Hold the line. I don't think we should have a government anyway. So right. shut it down. <laughs> right. I don't care. That's like right. the, the Freedom Caucus people are like, great. Oh. They, 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 they love it. Oh, and yeah. And this hasn't got enough press either. There was a list of demands from the House. Uh, I mean, the House did pass the CR, but to, for their, quote, immigration DACA fix, it was this just absolute draconian list of horrible, horrible things that there was no way right. the Democrats would no. agree to. And nobody's talking about that. Right. Right. You cannot ask Democrats to vote for things that, A, nobody wants, mm-hmm. no one in the American population wants. And that that fundamentally go against everything that we stand for. You can't. Yeah. We can we can compromise. Maybe we should be able to do that. But you can't come to the table and say, "Well, I'm going to cut your baby's arm off, but I won't cut both of her arms off." <laughs> yeah. So if you don't sign this, then you're you're consenting to cutting both of her arms off. Yeah. And, and you're it, like, no, I'm not letting you cut my baby's arm off. No, none of her arms. None of none of the arms. No, not one arm is not on the table. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because now it becomes 
clear why Republicans dragged their feet on chip on reauthorizing chip for so long, which could have been done in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, Ryan and McConnell never let it come to the floor. Yeah. So now they're trying to use it as ransom. Yeah. They, they're holding poor kids as yes. ransom. And because then, they know we care. Right. Well, they know they care. And then last night on the floor, they're there like literally tears in their eyes. We have to protect the children. These are Republicans. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's just so cynical. It is. It's so grossly cynical. And again, like um, Americans, if they're paying attention, they know that the Republicans let the chip funding expire. Yes, correct. They yes, know yes, that. Yes, right. We so, asked and begged and pleaded and 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 wrote and and they talked about it on the floor. Please, please and it don't has let like this 90% expire. Percent approval. Yes. Like only crazy people don't want. Why would you want? Health insurance children to die. I, it, that seems like a very nonpartisan thing to and me. And then as of last night, suddenly they cared. Oh, why won't you protect the children? Ooh. Why did you let this expire? Of course. And, and again, this most people understand this. And the smoke. But this is another messaging yeah, point. This, this three card monster. We got to say, we have to tell people, right? We can't assume they know. We have to say, oh, you're very upset that children don't have health insurance. Why did you let it expire? It would have been a very easy vote had you let it come to the floor Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't be having this conversation. You deliberately let it expire. Why did you do that if you care? Well, it's the same. We still have a messaging problem. We get nuanced and we get in the weeds and we get a little inside baseball when we're with our talking points as Democrats. Yes. And the Republicans are very blunt. Yes. Whether they're lying or there's some shred of truth, whatever they're saying, it's very blunt. Right. Kill babies bad. Go military fund money good. Yeah. And that and and that and that is what people understand. Why don't we do that? I don't why, know. why why don't we say I don't know. Why don't we say, "Hey, I'm really really glad that you care. When did you start caring? Because you could have not let this expire. Why did you let it expire? Why? I, I That's don't it. Know. Why did you let this bill expire? Why did you let it expire? And, and I'm sure some on the floor of Congress do, but not enough. And the media doesn't cover that. And, and, and we're not disciplined enough to keep hammering the message right. over. That's right. another thing Republicans do. Yes. They Same find message, a message over and over and over. They hammer it over and over and over and over. It's and pretty over. good. They're one today. They're holding our troops hostage. Yeah. They're going to keep repeating that. That. That over Holding and over our and troops over hostage. And over and over Oof. and over again. They are disciplined. Mm-hmm. They get together. They find the buzzwords and, and they're disciplined enough to keep hammering it and hammering it yep. and hammering it. And we don't do that. We're why all do you, over yeah. the place. Well, the, we should have been saying that when they let it expire, why do you want children to die? Why do you want children to die? Why do you want children to die? Yeah. I mean, and then and then Chip eventually, and then eventually, the MSM would have no choice. Do Republicans want children to die? Yes. Because this they, is what they do with this. Yeah. Stuff. When it gets repeated over and over again, they they just blurt it back out whatever the buzz is going around yeah. the Beltway. Yeah. And if Republicans keep saying, you know, Democrats want to eat babies. You know, the CNN top of the, do Democrats want to eat babies? Here's let's, our panel. Let's of, get a panel of, of ten people white guys. Yeah. to talk about. No, <laughs> but that's that's why they are still still today destroying us with messages. Yes, because yes. they know how to do it. Yep. And we keep waiting for this enlightened, nuanced version of the American public and media. To, to, yeah, to no. emerge, which never ever will, and it right. drives us fucking. Crazy. Yeah. It's also just really elitist of us to assume that everyone has enough time to pay attention to all the nuance in politics. Mm-hmm. They don't. No. These are people that have lives and they that 
lives and families and, and things. And not everybody can follow all the nuance of what happens on the floor of the fucking house. Of course not. It's our job to tell them what's going on right. in as clear a succinct way as possible. Right. Like you are going to get a text from Josh later today. What's going on with the shutdown thing? He's right. not going to have a clue. No. Absolutely none. None. No. <laughs> what? Why is the government shut down? And what does that even mean? Right. Right. Yeah. And he's not going to know. And to us, it's crazy. Like, how could you not know? But <laughs> he is a... He is a normal American busy smart, working father. Working guy. Yeah. He has a lot of shit and going on. He's just on. not interested in politics. Right. Yeah. He, he votes. votes. Yeah. Yeah. It's which is more than I can say for most people. Right. And when something, you know, he's interested in a couple of things. Um and and he's engaged on those things. But even still he calls and says, What does this mean? What 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 is the What's the outcome of this going to be, or what? What? What about this? You my, know? But my point is, I think the majority of the American voting population mm-hmm. is like him. I do too. Yes, they vote. They think it's their civic duty, but they don't really know the ins and outs of what's going on in Washington. Right, and they don't really have to. And the Republicans figured this out a long time ago. Yep. So what is it? Buzzwords and phrases they get repeated over and over. It sinks into your subconscious, and that's what you think. Yes. And they're still kicking our ass at this. Yes. And I don't (laughs) want to lie to the American people. I want to tell them what's going on in as clear and succinct way as possible so that they don't have to follow all this bullshit inside baseball. You You say. And and that's why hashtag Trump shutdown is not a bad idea. I know it's not the nuance that you want, but it's memorable and it's easy Mm -hmm. and and you repeat enough. It'll see. So that's something that we're doing right. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, uh, I, v- I very much hope that they come to some resolution very quickly um, just because people's lives really will be negatively affected by this. Yeah. Um, and politically, I hope it comes down on the heads of the people that it should come down on, which is the Republican Party. It will, but not by a huge stretch. You know, even that poll that showed 20 point difference, I think that'll that'll slim because your average American out there is not paying attention. They just throw up their hands and say, why can't these people just come to an agreement? That's, a, that's right. So and, immature. you know, in some fashion they're not entirely wrong like that's what a lot of people would say to me is, sure uh i don't fucking care whose fault it is they just need to fix it all of them they're all to blame just fucking fix it okay well, and it's like yeah. okay uh, yeah okay well let, let's break Fair. let's break that down right you you have your intractable right liberals yes us who are gonna blame republicans no matter yeah. what yeah even if it was totally our fault yeah blame them. Mm-hmm. same the republicans yeah. right then you have this middle ground of people who are kind of independent minded and they're paying a little bit of attention to make their own decision. Yeah. And then you have this other segment who's like, oh, I'm sure it's both their faults. Right. So when, when like, the, I don't care whose fault it is, just fucking fix it. But when the, the point is when the dust settles from that, I'm just warning you, it's you're never going to get a poll. You're not going to get a poll in a week that says 80 percent of Americans right. blame the Republicans and Trump for the shutdown. Right. It's going to be like by 10 points. We have this advantage. Right. But that's enough. Yeah, it, it is. should be. Right. And we need to hang it around their necks in the fall. Mm-hmm. We do. And, we're, and let's pull people that were affected by the shutdown and put them on ads and, and talk about what happened. Talk about why the government shutting down is a bad idea. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you here in that the way the news cycle works and everything else that's happening with this White House, unless this thing drags on for like a month and crazy shit happens. Yeah. Uh, this is where everybody's going to forget about this in a month. Well, yeah. I mean, depending on how bad it gets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how long it lasts. I mean, let, let's say, let's say they, in the next couple of weeks, they, they come to a deal and they fund the government and it'll probably be some kind of compromise and nobody will probably really be totally happy. We'll probably get some kind of DACA fix. We'll get some kind of chip 
uh, extension. We'll get stupid money for the stupid border wall. Yeah. The right the righties will get some other shit they like that we hate, and we'll we'll trudge on forward, and then it's going to be ten million Mueller hooker. Right. Piss stories and right. who fucking cares about right. this shutdown thing that happened last month. Right. If it news. gets really bad, I would predict that um, if it goes on for months and months and like they just don't I come think to that's an agreement. Unlikely. I'm just saying if, if that were to happen. I think then you look at an entirely different political scenario, which is people just get pissed off and you have one of those elections where it's just kick everybody out kick all the incumbents out of office because they are fucking garbage and they can't do their job. Well, that's really bad news for the party in control, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're already looking at a potential tidal wave. Yes, they are. Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. not assuming that because I know how we turn out midterms. Yep. Prove me wrong, assholes. Come on. That's right. I'm calling my side assholes (laughs) because you don't fucking show up. (laughs) I don't think I really I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic about 2018, uh, the election this year. But I am, too. But here's the thing. Like, I actually think we have a much better chance of taking back the House than the Senate. The Senate is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough uphill slope. How many seats are up, do you know, for the Senate this year? Oh, I forgot. A ton in the House. Oh, all of the House. Not many. Every two years. Not many. The entire House Not is many up. in the Senate. Right. So all 435 members of the House of Representatives are up for re-election yeah. every two years. Like Corey's not up. No, he's not up to 25. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Cotton's up. Um, a lot of people are retiring on the Republican side, though, which is in the really house. interesting. In the yeah, house. yeah, yeah, yeah. So more it'll and be more and more and more and more. And on the day. state level, and a, just a lot of yeah, people lot in of the people Republican Party ship. are not wanting to run for election. And, and Democrats are, con- are are recruiting good some good good people. Yeah, some lots solid of people. women, lots of women, lots of veterans. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bannon is out there just finding Arpaios and psychopaths. Yes. Cancredo <laughs> so, in Colorado. <laughs> you're who resurrecting him. literally said this week, we should, uh, DACA is a, a great opportunity for us to round up all of these people because they registered mm-hmm. and they applied. So we know where they are. So we should use that information to round them up and deport them. Right. Yeah, that's- Obama gave us a huge favor by making them register and making them fill out these applications. Now we know all the things about them and we should use that information to fucking deport the dreamers. Right. He's a monster. He is a monster and he's he's will never win here in Colorado. No. So, no. you know, he's our like he's our he's our Arpaio. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's he's the fucking worst. So we got that going on. Uh, anything- Women's March. Oh, you OK. Yeah. Go ahead. So, Women's March is today, which is lovely, and I wasn't sure about how turnout was going to be because I just didn't know. Yeah. But from all accounts, um, turnout's, really, turnout's good. really good. There's a march in Denver again this year. Um, started at the state capitol. The theme of this year's march is uh, power to the polls, and it's really the goal um, because we, there's been a lot of talk about what was the point of the Women's March last year. What's the point of doing it again this year? Did it have any impact? Why did it happen? What What's the point, right? And so the organizers and women all over the country have been talking about that. And I think what we learned last year was there was, the uprising was really fear and anger and uh, despair and and a sense of needing to do something, right? Yes. And what that turned into was, creating um a movement really yeah. of women 
and and progressives and people across the country that have become activists. Yes. And that is also bleeding into, you know, those people running for office. So um, the cover of Time magazine this this month or this week or however often it comes out, the most recent cover is just a bunch of pictures of women, other headshots. And it says the Avengers last year they marched this year they run. And it's just a, a shitload of women on the front cover that are running for office. And the the one of them said, um, 2016 voter, 2017 activist, 2018 candidate. Mm-hmm. And that's the progression that we're seeing. That's the point of the march. It's not just to mobilize and yell and wear pussy hats, which, ugh, but, <laughs> and carry funny signs, which are lovely. Um, but really to, um, A, to show the administration that like, we're not fucking around. Mm. We're still here. We're still pissed off. And um, you, there's you, a lot no of No matter us. what you say, you know George Soros didn't pay all of us. Right. Or any of us. Any of us. Um, and then also, like I said, to really to motivate people, to to connect people to resources, to encourage people to run or, or campaign or um, not even just vote, but like go help candidates, encourage um, women to run. And it's been effective and a lot of women are running already have run in 2017 and won and a shitload of them are running in 2018 and i think a lot of them will win Mm -hmm. and that that's extraordinary if that's the outcome of the women's march that's an extraordinary thing to to flip the um the gender inequity in the houses of power in our government through activism is extraordinary And, and it's hard to quantify but I know at the Women's March, we saw tons and tons of voter registration tables. Yes. Information on joining parties. Yes. Information on activism. Yes. Information on becoming candidates. Mm-hmm. And this was all there in the periphery. And, yes. and look what happened. Yes. So I'm not saying this all arose just from that march, but it no. was a good like kickoff. It was. Or like get people together, start talking about it. Yeah. Start planning the ideas. And make you not feel so helpless. Generating the buzz. Mm-hmm. Right. Make you feel like, look at all these people who agree with me. What are we going to do with this? And then we did something with it. Right. And that's just, it's just really is extraordinary and we should really take that win and and really well, well, we're not keep we're, it we're going. not really going to know the result of all this from the march to the new candidates to the energy until the fall of 2018 yes we're, we're, we're not right. going to know how that's going to play out right we have some great early signs with special elections mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that that all looks great but it, you know until we get there we're, we're just not going to know right i mean i saw uh there's been a, i've been checking twitter all day for the women's march um, videos and photos and stuff. And there was one with like, I don't know, five or 10,000 people in Orange County. And it just said Orange County, which is a notoriously, bless you, notoriously conservative bastion. It is a in bright, 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 glowing red mm-hmm. dot in the middle of California, like a zit. Yes. And the caption under it just said something like, uh, Orange County, these are all voters. Uh, you know, blue wave. Like if Orange County has 10,000 people coming out to the women's march. Yeah. Holy we, fuck. We, we don't all know that they're actually from Orange County. Maybe they came from the Valley or. Right. But there's a march in LA. There's a march. I mean, sure. You sure, know. Sure, sure. So anyway, I just think that, that there's that. Yeah. I think that there's some optimism that we can have coming out of this. Agreed. So that's going on today. Um, by the time you hear, I was going to say get out to your march, but this isn't live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you'll be able to see, you'll know some more about numbers and, and what the turnout really was uh, probably by the time you hear this. But I'm very oh, encouraged. Me. And uh, Dana and Brenna went to the one in Denver and sent some pictures. And it looks like there was a really great crowd. Good. And they were much more inclusive this year. That was the other thing. Um, there was an interview that I read um, from one of the Denver uh, organizers of the last Women's March. Uh-huh. And she said, you know, after the Women's March, they were super, because we had like 250,000 yeah, people or something. Yeah, it was an insane Insane turnout. number. Um, and she said when in the months following, they just started to notice it was the, the organizations that were popping up and the people that were showing up were a bunch of, um, white 40 year old women. Yes. And she said, we really looked at that and thought, what are we doing wrong? How are we missing the diversity? What are we doing? And Uh so they made it their mission to quote, show up for other people's stuff. And so they'd go to immigration marches and they'd go to, um, LGBT, LGBT things and talk to Black Lives Matter people and, and go to community forums yeah. about Planned affordable housing really and a lot of things that aren't necessarily issues that directly affect them. But if you want to be inclusive and you want to have diversity, showing up for other people's stuff is a really good way to start. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of awesome. Yep. And I think that's a much better tact for yeah. uh, winning everything back than chasing Trump uh, voters in coal country. Yep. Which is what some of our friends think is the key. Yes. For some reason. Yep. No. No. <laughs> no. How about this? No. Show up for other people's stuff. Yeah. Go tell, you know, people that are less privileged than you or that are minorities or that they, literally their issues don't affect your life in any way that you give a shit about them, that you care and you want to hear what they need and listen and shut your fucking mouth. On the topic of sort of that, on the uh, eve of the shutdown, the New York Times uh, decided to run a full, I don't know if it was a front page or a full page story on how Trump diehards still love Trump as if we needed another one of those. Good. Oh, good. I also saw one that I didn't even bother reading past the headline because why would I fucking do that? Uh, from I think it was from the Times that was, um, I wasn't a Trump supporter, but now I am. And I was like, fuck off. I don't care. I don't, what the fuck is the point of that? Well, uh, Find one aberrant guy in some and, and, that wants to get fame. Who cares? And, and, I don't NPR, care. And Pierre did a similar thing um, for some reason. And they're interviewing these people and like, I still support Trump. He means what he says and says what he means. And then they're going on and he was a Tea Party activist starting in 2008 and he hates immigration. And and I'm like, so what is the point of this? What is the point of the story? It it would be like if they went and interviewed you and like, you know, Rachel, who's a lifelong liberal and LGBT advocate and activist her whole life and she still doesn't like Trump. It's like, oh, that's what, nice, but what's the point? What's the point of that yeah, article? Yeah, what, what I don't am I need learning? To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if yeah. I became a Trump supporter and now, there was a wave of people like me, that's yeah, a story. That's a story, right? There's, that's not happening. There's a one guy. Yeah. So let's put him in the Times. Right. But no, to shot, I don't care. And there are, if, if you do want to cover something like that, there are, there are not a large number of like die in the wool conservatives who are turning from Trump. And there certainly are not a bunch of Democrats going the other way. There are a good number of independents. He's hemorrhaged though since the election. Yeah. But they're not talking to them. No. Nope. They just, they just want to talk to the same diehard MAGA hat Trump supporter racist people to say they still like Trump. And, and I Why? don't. Of course they do. Of course they do. He, What's the story? Right. There isn't one. No. I, I guess it's like this contrarian, like, oh, yeah, it looks like Trump's doing really badly and, and everybody's deserting him. But look, this guy loves his, him. His base is still with him. Yeah, of course they are. And? Okay. And what? Okay. W- was there a bunch of Watergate stories like that? Like when Nixon was down <laughs> in the 30s and he was on the way out? Like, did the New York Times rush out and find a bunch of, 
you know, diehard Nixon supporters and said they don't care about Watergate. Maybe there was. I wasn't reading the papers. Right. Obviously, back then I wasn't no. alive. Right. But I just don't understand the point. I don't know. Other than to annoy us, I think. I think, yeah. Both sides. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they have to like, there's all this negative Trump stuff. Well, we have to find somebody who likes it. him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They, but they just like, but they keep framing it like it's a big story. Like, right. It's not. You may think this is what's happening. But these people who love Trump and went to his rallies, they still do. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They always will. They always will. He made it okay for them to be racist. So yeah. it doesn't matter. No, and none they of will it matters. never abandon him. No. Never. They love him. They never. He will skin them alive and they will not turn their back on they him. They are allowed to say the N-word and nobody can say that's shit right. about it. That's right. So that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He fucks prostitutes and he's fucking, <laughs> you know, took away my health care and yeah. I can't get my social security check and... You know, my granddaughter is probably going to die of something because she doesn't have health insurance. But, you know, I can say I can the N word freely yeah. and I can march with KKK members and the president will call me a pretty good person. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I don't care about any of that. So if you think that's a newsworthy story, New York Times, great. <laughs> I mean, I stopped reading the New York Times a long time ago. I just gave up. Yeah. And every now and then they write a decent story and somebody sends it to me. And since I read way less than 10 articles a month now, I can read it. <laughs> and, you know. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So we got a couple of minutes before the break. Uh, should we even get into uh, Stormy Daniels or? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty short story, right? I mean, <laughs> well, uh, Michael Cohen, it's Trump's the beginning lawyer, of a bigger story, I think. Uh, paid off Stormy Daniels. What was one hundred and thirty thousand dollars? Stormy Daniels is a very famous porn star. Uh, of I've the like never seen Jenna Jameson model, sort of the nineties porn star. I don't watch. That sort of mainstream, mainstream schlocky, pro, awful. Yeah. yeah, she's one of those, but very, very famous amongst sure. people who do. Sure. Um, so I guess Trump uh, and her had a thing, and uh, Michael Cohen, his lawyer, paid her one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to shut up about it, uh-huh. and it just came out uh, this week. The Wall Street Journal actually um, found out about it in some way. I don't know. Well, they. I think everybody had the story and sat on it for some reason. Before the election, I know Fox News had the story and they sat on it and a bunch of other places had the story. And now they're claiming they sat on it because Michael Cohen threatened to sue them, which seems weird to me because they have lawyers, too. And who cares if he threatened to sue like sue on what grounds? What? I I don't Uh, know. Okay. well. It was a strange time before the election because (laughs) they were like, if we even say this, like, it's just going to seem crazy. It was that time, remember. Nobody yeah. thought he was going to win. So why bring it up? Right. You know, why cover actual news about him? That's so bad. Michael Cohen know. created an a LLC, <laughs> a shell company, yeah. to pay off Stormy Daniels, to obviously shield the publicity of this payoff, and probably for much more nefarious reasons. Yep. And I'm sure... Robert Mueller's going to look at this along with everything else. Mm-hmm. The media is so distracted with some other shit. We've barely heard about this. Yeah. Now, if in any other time and place and normal universe mm-hmm. where the president of the, it's revealed that the president of the United States paid six figures in hush money to a porn star and paid to bury it before the yes. election would be a pretty big fucking story. Yes. Yes. And, and, and yes, you now it's just kind of a shrug. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I guess... It's baked into what Trump is. And yeah. And have accepted it. it and everybody's I guess, accepted like, it. 
I don't care that he fucked a porn star, really. I don't like care that that happened. Uh-huh. I'm interested in the money part of it and sure. where it came from and also what that LLC is all about and what that might lead to. Well, she's certainly not the only um, one that got paid hush money to. The hypocrisy is pretty extraordinary considering it like came out and then he was speaking at some conservative bullshit summit thing. And right it's to like, life thing yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, for God's sake, these people don't care about the right to life. <laughs> they don't care about conservative values. They don't care about anything. No. Um, they care about controlling women's controlling bodies. Controlling women's bodies. Yeah. Yep. Um, which I don't know, but not hers, I guess, because the president <laughs> wanted to use it. I don't know. I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, we'll get we'll get. But there's a lot. There's more nefarious things that this man has done and is doing and is going to do. Yes. That uh, matter more in the grand scheme of things. This is pretty salacious. Yeah. And if it nearly took down Bill Clinton to have an affair with an intern, um. And this is just nothing. Uh, and it's not like he paid Monica Lewinsky to be quiet about it. Well, then we know they never really cared in the first yeah, place. Yeah. So, again, the hypocrisy is My hard to swallow. My dad and your dad, who pretended to be very, very... My dad was mad because he lied. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever lies about sex. No. Anyway, uh, right. But all the people that we, oh, this is so horrible and disgusting, yeah. they obviously never really cared. No. Anyway, we're on that note. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. There's more stuff revealed from the whole Steele dossier oh. uh, thing that got lost in the shuffle in the okay. last couple of days of all the shutdown talk. So Great. we'll talk about that. More stuff from Mueller to chew on. More Jared Kushner stuff. Even uh, apparently Deutsche Bank even says he's too corrupt for them. And they're the most <laughs> corrupt bank on earth. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There's no sun up in the sky, stormy weather, since my man and I ain't together, keeps raining all of the time. Hello and welcome back to Reverend Testimony. This day of government shutdowns, women marches, and all kinds of stuff. And apparently the president just tweeted something that caught Rachel's eye. He did. And we're going to talk about it for a minute because I don't even know where to begin. Beautiful weather all over our great country. A perfect day for all the women to march. Get out there now to celebrate the historic milestones and unprecedented economic success and wealth creation that has taken place over the last 12 months. Lowest female unemployment in 18 years. Yeah, that should that should win over hearts and minds. <laughs> so, what is he five? I mean, yes. I don't even know where to begin with. Well, that. Well, first of all, I don't think he crafted that. It's a little too coherent. Yeah, for sure. It, that's like Stephen Miller, or yeah. Kellyanne Conway, or somebody yeah, yeah. crafted that tweet. But like, that's the most juvenile. No, it's a good thing to taunt your obviously well organized and motivated opposition. Yeah. With midterms coming up. Right. Really taunt them. Right. Poke them real good. Right. And and sort of try to gaslight them. Get not just gaslight them and patronize them. Gaslight them, patronize them, uh taunt them and and look like a five year old. <laughs> that's 
I can't, I, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So, like, you know, keep, keep it up, jackass. I guess. Keep, yeah. Keep taunting and patronizing and cajoling. And, <laughs> you know. Who is that? It's not. Uh, somebody again, on Twitter. Again, I don't even think you may not like, even know about it. People on Twitter are like, no, that's not true. Don't swallow this lie. Blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no guys, guys, no. What he's, he's not saying that because he's trying to convince anybody that that's true. <laughs> nobody believe. nobody He's taunting. That. He's wa- yeah. waving his dick in your face. Yes, correct. And saying, nah, 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 I'm the president. I know uh-huh. you hate me, but nah, nah, nah. I'm just going to co-opt your movement and say it's really about my success. Right. Which he's not really even doing. No, he's, no, he's taunting. Right, he's he is. There, there's, there's, I don't know how many million women out there today saying we're going to kick your fucking ass in 2018, mm-hmm. and he's taunting them. Yes, yes, he is. He's saying, "Oh yeah, I dare you." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, now I'm not even going to bother. I can't, I'm so sick of saying, "Can you imagine Obama?" It's just pointless <laughs> at this point. So I'm not even going to do it. Anyway, moving on. Um, what do we got? Well, uh, I just saw an interesting story. I sent yeah, it to you. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yeah. There's some more, uh, from the failing New York times. From one the of fa- our Ted stories. <laughs> we'll, read it. well, I'm, I'm at my limit. So I, Oh um, damn it. it. You're going to make me read the New York times. Yeah. God damn it. So such a there's, a, there's so many, um, so many things that are the, the me too movement continues forward and is evolving. And there's some, sort of some nuance going on and there's, uh, the reckoning is still coming, and it will continue to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was pretty funny. This uh, Republican congressman who is leading the um, combating harassment in Washington commission or whatever panel thing uh, was just revealed that he uh, himself paid uh, off, settled with an aide. I'll read the story from the New York Times so you don't have to click on and read the New York Times. Okay. So if you're over your your subscription limit or your 10 free articles, then then we're, I'm stealing from them. So that, that makes it okay. <laughs> okay. Patrick Meehan, congressman combating harassment, settled his own misconduct case. Oh my gosh. It's not a conflict or anything, right? No, no. Uh, by He's Katie Rogers person. and Kenneth Peebles. Representative Patrick Meehan, a Pennsylvania Republican who has taken a lead role in fighting sexual harassment in Congress, used thousands of dollars in taxpayer money to settle his own misconduct complaint after a former aide accused him last year of making unwanted romantic overtures to her, to her, according to several people familiar with the settlement. A married father of three, because the party values, Mr. Meehan, uh-huh. 62, had long expressed interest in the personal life of the aide who was decades younger. Oh, God, that's so gross. And had regarded the congressman as a father figure. Oh, I want to barf. <laughs> According to three people who worked with the office and four others with whom she discussed her tenure there. But after the woman became involved in a serious relationship with someone outside the office last year, Mr. Meehan professed his romantic desires for her, first in person and then in a handwritten letter. And he grew hostile when she did not reciprocate. The people familiar with her time in the office said. Oh, I think good. he called her a fat bitch and he didn't really want her anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> no, they weren't on a dating app, so no. maybe not. Uh, life in the office became untenable. No shit. So she initiated the complaint process, started working from home, and ultimately left the job. Good. She later reached a confidential agreement with Mr. Meehan's office that included a settlement for an undisclosed amount to be paid for Mr. Meehan's congressional office fund. Sexual misconduct accusations against powerful men across a range of industries in recent months have promoted a national conversation. Yes, 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 I know all that. 
Still, Congress remains a workplace where victims say they have few effective avenues for recourse. Mr. Meehan's case sheds new light on secretive congressional processes for handling such complaints, which advocates say are slanted to favor abusers. Yes, because it was crafted by fucking Chuck Grassley. Uh-huh. What's he hiding? Mm-hmm. Allowing them to use the vast resources of the federal government to intimidate, isolate, and silence their victims. Just a second real quick. We know there's an avalanche of these. Yes. That are still, I'm shocked that they're still mostly under wraps mm-hmm. for this long. Yeah. And how they're being kept under wraps for this long. NDAs. Yeah. And, 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 and fear. I think they're just going to slowly leak out yep. like this. Yep. They're going to drip, drip, drip yep. out. Hopefully uh, some good reporters. Uh, and I think it's better that way, too, because if there was a flood of them, yeah. it would be one new cycle and then yep. it would go away. Yep. As a member of the House Ethics Committee, of course, Mr. Meehan is tasked with being a part of the solution. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> the panel has initiated investigations into sexual misconduct claims against at least four congressmen in recent in recent months, two have resigned, Trent Franks, Republican of Arizona, and John Conyers, Democrat of Michigan. Two others, Blake Farenholds, who's not yep. going anywhere apparently, Republican of Texas, and Ruben Kewen, a freshman Democrat from Nevada. He has to go. He's gross. Remain in office, but have said they will not seek re-election. Uh, Mr. Meehan has been pushing. So this is a bipartisan thing. Again, this, yeah. we are not saying this is a Republican no, thing. No, this is men in power. Men in this power, is men period. In power. Yeah, and it's, Any it's men in general as well. Yes. Which we're, but, I want to talk a little bit but about. But in terms of Congress, no. please understand. Oh, no, no, no. yeah. There, there is some hypocrisy in the sense that Paul Ryan just kind of shrugs at Blake Farenthold. And, right. And there's the, the Missouri guy, which we haven't even gotten into, Mr. Wannabe Christian Gray. <coughs> uh, you've, you've read about this, right? I don't think so. The governor of Missouri. No. Uh, I'm sorry, I think I said Michigan. No. Oh, you have not heard about it? Uh, uh, no. Oh, my God. What did he do? He's... Uh, like abusing and blackmailing his his girlfriend and is he the one where he tied her up and then uh like left her there and then said if you tell anybody i'm gonna like blackmail your parents but he took pictures of her tied up and then said he was gonna send them to her parents if she told anybody that guy oh that's that's cute so there were there were rumors earlier this week rumblings he was gonna resign and they said "Eh, no fuck it i'm not gonna resign i mean why right i'm a republican right right so in that sense, there's an inequity. But in terms of men in power doing this gross yeah, shit, yeah. no, it's bi- it's it's bipartisan. It's it's the one thing we can all agree on. Yeah. Yes. See, there is bipartisan women agreement people. in in Washington. Yes, women aren't people. Yeah. Mr. Meehan has been pushing for protections for domestic violence victims since his time as a local prosecutor. Well, yeah, domestic violence is a little different than this, granted. In Congress, he sponsored legislation mandating the reporting of sexual violence, and he's a member of a bipartisan congressional task force to end such violence. Okay, this is exactly what I want to talk about. Okay. This is a perfect segue into what I want to talk about. Okay. The difference between what is illegal and what is... Gross. Gross. And what... And the men who can't seem to tell the difference and the women who all can. Mm. So this is a perfect example. This guy is a champion of don't beat women, right? Don't rape them. Uh, Don't do illegal, horrible things to women, Mm -hmm. right? I'm sure he believes that those things are bad and he wants to legislate against them and he wants to protect women from violence. And in his own life, he is this person to his aid. He is making romantic and sexual overtures to her at work. He is then angry with her when she doesn't reciprocate. Now, he didn't beat on her. He didn't hit her. No. He didn't rape her. No. Um, There's this chasm for men, I think, a lot of men, that believe themselves to be 
feminists or believe themselves to be champions of women or believe themselves Al Franken, for example, Aziz Ansari, for example, right? That who believe in the rights of women and, and the equality of women. And then in their own life, they don't know how, they don't understand the, how their actions negatively impact women. Right. So the Aziz Ansari story broke. And I want to talk about it not because of who he is necessarily, but because it's a nuanced conversation about this in much the same way as this man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, this woman anonymously uh, reported um, that she had a date with Aziz Ansari and the reporter wrote about it. And she gave details of this very gross encounter that she had with Aziz Ansari, who mm-hmm. I considered to be a champion of women and a feminist. And he's done some really great work. Um, and, and it was shocking for me on that front, but reading it wasn't that shocking. And yeah. I think a lot of women read that story and thought, yeah, that's for sure happened to me. That's a multiple thousand percent times. happened to me multiple times. And there was this backlash against um, the story from a lot of second wave feminists, mm-hmm. which are problematic in general. Um, a lot of men, a lot of people who read the story. Essentially, they had a really gross date. They went out on a date. They went back to his house and he was super pushy and pretty gross and, and she bad went, at she sex. Didn't she didn't really want it. She, she, he kept she pushing. hey, can you, can you slow down? And maybe like next time. And he kept like putting his fingers in her mouth and, you know, like it, it just gross, pushy, pushy, pushy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Schumer did a skit a while ago where she talks about, um, sex that's not rape, but how most women, when they talk to their friends about it, refer to as kind of rapey. Mm-hmm. I don't know a woman who hasn't had this kind of sex. I oh, don't sure. know a single one, myself included. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you kind of, uh, you don't really want to, and you say no, sort of, and it's like, uh, and then eventually you just sort of can just give just in get and with. get it over with and whatever. Yeah. There's been a lot of backlash against this, this notion that, well, women should be stronger and they should have more agency. And why didn't she just walk out of there? Why did she go home with him in the first place? Why didn't she kick him in the balls? Yeah. Why didn't she bite yeah. his fingers? Why didn't she? Why didn't she? And I can tell you right now, the reason she didn't do those things, the reason that none of us do those things is because we have been told and we are right to think never to make men angry. Well, that's part of it. There's also the fact that Aziz Ansari is a world famous comedian and this was just some... As from her perspective, I'm some chick he met, yes. and now I'm on a date with this famous guy. Mm-hmm. Where, where is the power dynamic there? Yes, for sure. But I can tell you, as a woman, this is not unusual and has nothing to do with him being a celebrity. Why she didn't? Sure, he could have been just a guy from the uh, cute guy she met at a bar, the and then or the, they with. met online and they went on a nice date, right. and she was having a good time. Sure. And then, you but, know. but in this case, you had that extra layer. Yes, exactly. Saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Of, of course. Um, and the reason that we don't leave and we don't kick you in the balls and we don't bite your finger and we don't learn karate and try to like karate chop your neck or something is because men are scary. Mm-hmm. And it's not some delusion that women have that if you make a man angry, particularly if you rebuff him sexually mm-hmm. and you're alone in his house. Um, bad things happen. Yeah. Especially if this is a first or second date. You don't know this. person. You don't know this person and you don't know what happened. Like making a man angry 
about uh, things other than sex can turn violent. Oh yeah. But Anything. when you make a man angry and it has to do with sex, it's like it hits this toxic primal male rage, thing. primal pride and ego, mm-hmm. and it touches a core that is frightening. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you do what you have to do to stay safe. And sometimes like I was reading this article, this woman was saying she has been pretty open about this stalker guy that she had. She went on a date with him once or twice and then she didn't want to see him anymore. And she's, you know, he started stalking her and, um, she said the part I leave out of that story is on that second date, I gave him a hand job in the car. And she so? said, I can't tell that part of the story because the reason I gave him a hand job in the car was because if I let him in my house, he was going to rape me and I knew it. Ugh. So I did what I had to do in the car to get him off so I could get the fuck out of there and go into my house by myself. But lock the door and, and lock the door and again. hopefully never see him again. Right. But that hand job for him was proof that he loved her or she loved him and then he stalked her for six so months. So she had that. to make a calculus. Yes. Do a hand job to get out of this immediate dangerous situation. Correct. Or potentially, I don't want to give him a fucking hand job in the car, but I can't. He's pushing me to let him in the house. Like if I let him in that house, he's gonna fucking rape me. Or he may and just if follow I try me to, into the house and force his way in. Exactly. If I can get his fucking balls drained and get his head a little bit more straight, I, I can, can get the fuck the out of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is not a consensual hand job. Obviously, that is not an encounter that she looks kindly on, but that is a calculation for survival that women make all the fucking time, mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. And then we get judged for it. We get. You don't ever tell that story. You never tell that story because people go, oh, why? That's so gross. And you could have just done this and you could have just done that. And why didn't you call the cops? And da, da. It's, that's not how it fucking works. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works. Nope. It's a matter of survival. So in terms of this, uh, I don't really think I need to finish the story. But anyway, there's another Republican that's in a competitive house seat. And, you know, if he doesn't resign or retire, depending on the more details that come out about this, although he's a Republican. So now there's this, you know, you don't have to really resign. Right. You accuse. But Eric Greitens is the uh, Missouri mm. uh, governor who is okay. yeah, in trouble of his own. God. And who is standing firm. Yep. So to disgustingly speak. Um, and he apparently isn't going anywhere either. And Blake Farentold isn't going anywhere. Right. So. While I still get it where the some of my liberal friends are still yelling that Al Franken shouldn't have resigned and how dare I say he should have resigned, yeah. I think the point that he did kind of makes our point even yes. more. Yes. We understand that there are gross men everywhere mm-hmm. on both. Uh, it's like, again, you said it's nonpartisan. The difference is what we do about it. Mm-hmm. If we are complacent and or complicit rather and we say it's fine, doesn't matter, women aren't people or you say, no, this you're not a lot. You're, yeah. You will not hold elected office in our party if you behave this way, period. No exceptions. Yep. So there's that. Um, Before all the uh, shutdown again stuff happened this week, there was more uh, testimony released by, and I keep forgetting this guy's name. He's, He's the guy that was part of the Fusion GPS thing and... The Steele dossier, and they grilled him for hours and hours uh-huh. and hours. Right, right, right. I can't remember his name right now. And it, again, it looks really, really, really horrible for you know who. Yeah. And um, a lot of that just got glossed over, but it's it's just becoming more and more clear that the Trump kids, especially, uh, knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> getting in bed with the Russians, getting dirt on Hillary Clinton, and probably doing a hell of a lot more yeah. in terms of coordinating. Mm-hmm. Of spam attacks, Russian bot attacks, Russian propaganda fueled attacks, mm-hmm. 
and Russian paid election ads yes. in key strategic districts in influencing the election. Mm-hmm. And I this you have to understand this stuff is not going to drip out in dribs and drabs from either the grand jury, which Mueller's convening or his overall investigation. There is going to be a massive wall of information report. Yes, that comes out, and this yes. and Republicans know this, and this is why they're laying the groundwork. <laughs> yes, to say everything is compromised. To discredit it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like every there, there was this one guy who sent texts, so therefore everything's compromised. Yeah. And Devin Nunes has his. I'll get to the FISA thing because that's weird. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't aren't grasping the enormity of what that's all about. So, well, I guess I'll get to it now. Devin Nunes the congressman from California is still on this kick that the Obama justice department, uh, illegally used FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign. And he's got this memo (coughs) that he doctored or put together. That's very misleading and whatever. And he wants to release it or he hasn't, or he's going to, and it's going to show that the FISA program is bad because it was used to spy and unmask and do all these bad things to the Trump campaign, right? Right. The problem with that is, and we talked about this, I don't know, it was last week or the week before, is that Trump either just signed or he's about to sign like a continuation of that FISA program that our intelligence agencies use. No, yeah, that just happened this week. Right. Yeah, it was so crazy. Right. Right, he came, so he, the official... position of the White House, of his administration, of his, Trump's administration, is that we're very in favor of FISA. It's very good for security of America, right? Mm-hmm. And then he starts, they pass it, and he starts tweeting about how it's very bad <laughs> because it was used to spy on him. Right. And I was like, wait, so is he going to sign it and then veto it? Or I don't, what is I his position? I don't, I don't understand. Can no, but how do you have two positions on one bill? That's Trump. But it's he either has to sign it or not. Well, that's the problem, right? And that's either, why he has to either sign it or he has to not sign it. The, and the Fox uh, News the Fox News sphere and the Twitter sphere is is screaming, yeah, release the memo. And Paul Ryan and Republicans are do not fucking like, fucking shut this up. Memo. We have to have FISA. That's how we spy on people. It's so, like great government overreach power that takes away the privacy of American citizens. We need it. Yeah. <laughs> Obama got to have it. We want it. Right. Yeah. So it's sending very, very mixed messages to everybody. And it's a complete clusterfuck. Even and, the news did not know how to write about it. It was hilarious. I was yeah. reading some article. I think it was like in Washington Post. And it was like they're trying to figure out how to write a story about how the president both agrees and disagrees with this bill that he's going to be forced to sign or not sign. Right. And they don't really know how to write about that because what the fuck? Well, it's just like DACA. He says he wants a DACA fix, but he really doesn't want a DACA fix, but he does, but he doesn't. We don't know. And Mitch McConnell literally is, gets up and says, I don't know what he wants. Even more profound because it's passed and it's a thing that he's never he doesn't know. He, he, doesn't know. he doesn't know what he signed. He's never, he's never said anything. But, so he just... He doesn't know what he signed. But this is classic Trump, right? The last thing he heard is now his position. And the last thing he heard had to do with him personally. Yes. And his dossier that he's very scared of. And so he decided, fuck national security. Fuck it all. I don't give a shit. No, he didn't even put that much thought into it. If it's bad about me, then it's bad. You just put more thought into it than he has. He saw something on Fox and Friends that said the, the Obama used FISA to spy on the Trump campaign. And he said, well, that's bad. I don't like that. And then Paul Ryan called and said, no, 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 no. We need to sign this thing. That that helps us like stop ISIS and stuff. Right. 
oh, right, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to sign it. And then the last person in his ear is maybe Fox News again, and we go back and forth with this. Right. Because he's a brainless child. So is he going to sign it or not? I don't know. I don't either. Nobody does. (laughs) I don't fucking know. I don't know. (laughs) He probably will, I guess. And then he'll urge for Congress to overturn it? Like, he'll sign it, it'll become law, and then he'll be like, I hate this, FISA, it's bad for the dossier, he'll He'll overturn it. No, he'll just tweet about it and confuse the shit out of everybody. (laughs) And then, yes, Nunes is going to release, he, he he, he literally, like, hand wrote some memo about supposedly all the bad FISA things that Obama and the Justice Department did to spy on the Trump campaign, and he will release that, and Fox will hyperventilate, and the New York Times will hyperventilate, because that's, they're Fox Jr. now. Yeah. And that'll last a cycle or two, and then, you know, it'll come out that Look, a, a, a hooker chat in Trump's mouth and somebody and Ombrosa has it on tape or something. Right. So I, I'm going to say this is an area where Obama is not my boyfriend. I disagree with FISA program and do think that it violates the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. And I think that there was there it since its creation, there has been some shady fucking shit that it has done. And it is largely that's uh, not transparent at all. No, um, you, you still it still does require a warrant, but we don't know what we the don't process know what is the process is. It's, it's we don't know if it's just a rubber. It goes stamp. before it is a rubber stamp. There was a, a report done at the at tail end of the Bush years that um, <clears throat> when I was in like community college that uh, that the the FISA court, which is a sealed, no public record, like you don't get to go see the transcripts or anything. The percentage of times that the FISA court had approved a warrant um, was like ninety nine point six percent. They had yeah. like shot down like four out of like thousands of. And that was probably for clerical errors. Yeah, <laughs> some not filing or the like form. somebody was like, "I really want to spy on my girlfriend. I think she's cheating on me." Probably not. Like whatever. some like you know NSA head was like, "I want to do this." <laughs> I don't think you'd go to FISA. For no, that. he'd just do it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like something yeah. stupid like that. The judge was like, "Come on," but they're like, "What? Well, you always sign them." Just this once. Um, yeah, so I'm not for the FISA courts, the system, well, the whole thing. I'm you know, not interesting, for Interesting, the ACLU came out with a series of tweets yesterday against the reauthorization of the bill yeah. or the expansion of the bill, but they cited the Nunes memo. <laughs> and it's like, guys, no, don't do that. No, don't. we already have a lot of evidence that it's very bad. We don't need a fake Devin Nunes. No. You no. know, whatever. So that was weird. Okay. But, you know. So much weird, bizarre shit happens every day. It's impossible to keep up. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. Agreed. So I want to get more, a little more into Stormy Daniels and okay. that whole thing. And I don't really have much else to say about that, but well, we can. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. People are getting, this is, you know, Richard Painter makes this point thoroughly. The guy with like the weird square head that doesn't move and he has no neck and he talks really funny and he was a former. George W. Bush guy, and he just despises Trump with every fiber of his being. Like you could see him turn red and vibrate whenever he talks about Trump, and he's on MSNBC see, like, what, all the time. What role was he? For he, was, he was one of his head lawyers. Oh, oh, okay. And he's he's yeah he's got no neck, and his head's like this, and he's like the Trump administration. No, I don't know who that is, well, but anyway, that's okay. Yeah, he he. You think we hate Trump? Like like this guy? Yeah. Like he visibly, you can see the veins popping out of his neck <laughs> when he talks about Trump. And he keeps bringing up the fact that, like, okay, everybody's going to talk about the sex since it's salacious. Mm-hmm. But do we actually think, like, this money came from anywhere legitimate? Right. Like, it is very likely campaign funds. Yeah. Let's, or, um, we can't say it's, like, inauguration funds. We still don't know what happened to those. Right. Um, it's obviously not that because it was way before inauguration. So, 
it's campaign funds, it's Russian money, mob money funds. Yeah. Like, it's really Congress's job. Also, oh, so wait a minute. The president during the campaign had his lawyer start a shell LLC to pay off a porn star for her silence about an affair. Yeah, we should look into that. Mm-hmm. And eventually they will. My question is, was it, they keep calling it an affair? Like, did he pay her for sex or did he just pay her to stop talking about the fact no, that they had sex? No, From what I gather, no, there's like 8 million Stormy Daniels pieces out there right now. Yeah. They're just not on any front pages because of everything else that's going on. Yeah. But the way she describes it was they met at some event. Yeah. There's a picture of them together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, this is the guy the evangelicals love. He was there and, uh, you know, vivid video and wicked <laughs> pictures and Trump vodka with naked right. teenage girls everywhere. And this, right. This, this, this is Donald Trump's life before the yeah. evangelicals said he was their hero. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And still basically is. And so they met and he's like, you know, come to dinner with me. And she's like, uh, yeah, great. He's going to take me to a nice dinner. It's, you know, it's he's, Donald Trump. He's, he's loaded. Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah this it. could be great for my career or right. whatever. I'll get a nice dinner out of it. Right. So she just show up to his like little bungalow wherever, and he's there sprawled out in his sweatpants watching TV. Oh, my God. Oh, that's and, so gross already. And she's like, uh, okay. So they bring food in, and I'm sure the food's fine, whatever. And then he makes her watch hours and hours of Shark Week on Discovery Channel. <laughs> You ever heard about this? No. Well, so does Trump. So you guys have something in common. Feet on the couch. But it's weird because he's terrified of sharks. Oh. And he's going on and on about, I hate sharks. Like my worst nightmare is to get bitten by a shark. I will never, ever donate a dime to any charity that protects sharks. I mean, he doesn't donate a dime to charity anyway, so it's redundant. But he's going on and on. I won't pretend to donate money to charities that protect sharks. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know if it's masochism or whatever. He's like, I hate sharks. I despise sharks. They, They freak the fuck out of me. So let's watch hours of Shark Week. And, is it, like, and this is like foreplay or what, what are we yeah, doing Yeah, that's here? his version of foreplay. Okay. So. <laughs> Gross. I mean, weird. I like Shark Week, but if I had to do anything with Donald Trump, uh, that would be it. But he'd have to put some fucking clothes on. That's disgusting. Well, yeah, I think he was in like sweatpants and a tank top. I guess oh he dressed like uh, Carl from Aqua Teens, oh. I guess. So <clears throat> anyway, they're there watching Shark Week and, you know, getting... Getting very scared and very angry at the sharks. Uh, take out, whatever, yeah. And uh, eventually he puts the moves on her and she's like, oh, oh God, here we go. Yeah. Um, you know, she describes it as just like gross but consensual. Like, yeah, I guess I got to do this. I figured this might be part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm a porn star. And and I, I don't necessarily think that's right, but no. that's how she describes it. Sure. So I'm just saying. Yeah. And they have sex and she described it as very bland and boring and whatever. And who cares? He's a gross yeah. old man. And, uh-huh. Um. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I had sex with Donald Trump and then he's running for president and then it's kind of an interesting story Mm -hmm. and she's willing to talk about it. Like she's not like pitching it for a book deal. She's just like, oh yeah, yeah, we had a thing. And he was married at the time, correct? I think they had just had Baron. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another thing the evangelicals don't mind, I guess. They had just had Baron. And she was ready. She was ready to do all these interviews at Fox News, had a whole story coming out and they buried them all. And Michael Cohen went around either threatening everybody or and then actually paying her off, which kind of a low asking price. Yeah. But I, I think there was a low asking price because I think there were a lot of these payments. Yeah. That went out. Okay. So. 
again, the sex part, yeah, it's gross and the hypocrisy is gross, but you can't tell me that money came from Donald J. Trump's personal bank account. There's no fucking way. First of I, all, yeah, I mean, uh, I I made the argument that like, well, his lawyer did it, but you're like, his lawyer is fucking incompetent, obviously. And I'm like, that's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point. He is a really bad lawyer. Um, I, I It will be interesting for Mueller to find out where the money to pay off Stormy Daniels came from because it is interesting. Um, My initial angle on this was that he must have paid her for sex, but if it, she's not claiming that because that would be illegal. She actually said, Oh God, I hope he doesn't try to pay me. Ah, yeah. Ah. And and then I, I didn't get the part where he actually did. So I don't think he did. Okay. So just, just gross. Yeah. Old man sex. Yeah. Well, sex for implied favors or whatever. Yeah. She didn't do it because she um, but, was really into but it. But he didn't write her a check. Right. Essentially. Right. From what I Which understand. is totally fine. Sex is an exchange for all kinds of things, for all kinds of people, for all over the world, for a number of reasons yes. that I don't judge. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's that. And then <laughs> we know that uh, Jared Kushner is his financial dealings are being scrutinized very heavily by Mueller. Okay. And it came out uh, and Deutsche Bank has been used by the Trump family to funnel uh, Russian mob money and all kinds of money laundering shenanigans. Right. They've been fined billions They're kind and billions of famous of right. for being like money laundering bank. Yes. Yeah. And even it came out yesterday that they had to flag some of Jared Kushner's dealings with them, with their account, and send it to the United States. Uh, wow. I don't know if it was the SEC or whoever it was saying, hey, these look fishy even to us. Wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now you know it's bad when they're shaking their head at you. Yeah, when Deutsche Bank when is Deutsche like, Bank oh, is this, like this, that's this a little is, corrupt, don't you think? Yeah, this is a little shady, Jared Kushner. <laughs> like, look, we'll launder all your Russian drug money, but I don't know what the fuck this is. This is a little much even for us. Like, yeah. nah. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's special. That's, I'm interested to see what the follow-up to that is. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, again, people are so impatient with this Mueller investigation. I know, like, I know. you all got to calm down. There's this lady at work. He's and building every day, a monster case. She comes to the lunchroom and she's like, What's going on with this fucker? Is he dead yet? Somebody's going to impeach him yet? Why is he still in office? Rah, rah, rah. What's Mueller's not doing shit? And I'm like, Look, ladies, <laughs> yeah. shh. First of all, I don't want to talk to you. Second of all, everybody calm down. First of all, so third of all, lawyers take a really long time to do everything, especially really good lawyers who are building an investigation, especially of this magnitude for someone that is the president of the this United States. This is a States. monster sprawling case. Yes. You've got. And they want to be absolututely sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and everything is exactly as it should Collusion, be. Collusion, obstruction of justice, yeah. campaign funds. Money laundering. Money laundering. This yeah. is all on the table. And I'm not going to say he's going to come with recommended charges for all of those things. But, but he has to so clear the air on every single thing. He's charged with doing this investigation and he is a thorough and excellent investigator and lawyer. So he's yeah. going to do that and it's going to fucking take a minute. And he's got he's got Flynn talking. He's yep. got Papadopoulos talking. Yep. He's going to have Bannon talking soon. Yep. He's going to have uh, Hope Hicks possibly talking. Yep. Maybe Almarosa, although I doubt she knows anything. So, no, she just knows juicy shit. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. She'll do some sort of expose about... Who gave Trump a blowjob. Yeah, that kind of shit. Mueller don't give a fuck up. about that. No. At all. No. 
Mueller doesn't care that he fucks Stormy Daniels either. He doesn't care. Oh, about he cares that. about the money. But he cares about the money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the bad sex. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mueller doesn't give a shit about that. He gives a shit about the hush money. Yeah. Where to come from? Even if it was good sex, he wouldn't care. No, I don't yeah. think. No, no. I mean, maybe like. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody cares about that. <laughs> I'd be very shocked if she said it was good sex. Yeah. No. Of course. God. <laughs> Good sex would require that he recognized he was having sex with another person. It would require he was a different person. Just the, oh. just acknowledging that she's a human being that maybe, you know. Speaking of which, we, we didn't talk about um, Dr. Gate. Dr. Gate. Oh, my God. The, he's the tip top, oh most healthiest, robust um, specimen of a president that I could ever conceive of in my life. And how dare anybody suggest he is not the healthiest, most fit, most highest acumen if fit. He, he could run 25 marathons What tomorrow. was the thing he said? If he, didn't, if he did something, he could probably live to be 200. If he, if it weren't for... If became a warlock? I don't no, know. No, if it was if, like some really small thing. If it wasn't for uh, his diet, he could probably yeah, live to be 200 3, or something. Eating 3,000 McDonald's calories a day? And as much as I... Uh, just really quickly want to preface this with we're not going to fat shame President Trump. We're not going to. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing it. Okay. There's a million other things to make fun of him about, but fat shaming is Kangaroo not acceptable on this podcast. We're right. not going to do that because what I, that I signals. Don't, I don't care if he's fat. What that signals to our listeners is that, that, that we are that we believe that there's something inherently immoral or bad about being fat. And well, they are lying about his weight, but they are cares? lying about his weight and Who his cares? height. Who cares? Uh, the height thing I thought was pretty funny because he says he's six, three and there's a picture of him and Obama standing directly next to shorter. each other. Yeah. And Obama's six, one. Um, but I'm not going to fashion. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? But it was just kind of funny. It, it was, was, it was funny <clears> the way the doctor who's a, sure is a decent doctor, but he's been said to say this stuff. Or, well, he's a, he's a uh, military doctor, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he used some intelligence test that like has been widely debunked as like No, no, what? it's not debunked at all. It's a very very basic cognitive function test oh. to see if you're seriously demented. Oh. That's all it is. It's like it's a picture like So he doesn't have like stage 4 dementia as what it's Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like it I used to Thank God. I used to administer very similar tests. You wow. have to draw a clock and point where the hands are. You have to like what is this animal? Like a rhinoceros and a wow. lion. And, and, like they showed what it was. And it doesn't diagnose early onset Alzheimer's. It doesn't diagnose a bunch of things. It just says, like, are you really demented right now? Right. Or have do you have serious cognitive issues right now? And apparently he doesn't per this test, which is fine. But he took the test and said, I did the best on this test and I'm the smartest, most cognitively yeah. best president of all time. And it's literally draw a rhinoceros or no, what animal is this? And it's a picture of a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> and a lion and a, I think a giraffe or something. Oh my God. And then draw a clock that says 1015 and the president could do that. Well, so don't you feel better about I sure do feel pending war with North Korea. So much better that the president can draw a clock and knows what a rhinoceros <laughs> is. I'm a little surprised, frankly, <clears throat> about the rhinoceros, except I'm not because test. no, uh, we don't know if the rhinoceros Pope Hicks was in the room. doesn't surprise me because um, his garbage shithole sons are uh, oh yeah they kill trophy stuff hunters like that, right. so they would know what that is just because right. they want to go fucking kill one right 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 good point <sighs> like oh yeah there's a trophy that have a head of that in Mar-a-Lago yeah exactly that that's yeah. called a rhinoceros yeah 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 because yeah, right. I can barely read did you do uh, a reading test do we know if he's actually literate uh, I don't think they did a reading test hmm. it, the cog- I mean you have to read a little bit I think on the cognitive test yeah. but I think you can read like a little bit yeah but not much. 
Oh, there's a, we only have a couple more minutes, but there was a real life uh, Mrs. Benson story. And I tweeted about that. I don't know if you saw that. No, what was it? Well, do you remember who Mrs. Benson is, right? Mm. The fictional character from the novel, quote, penned by Donald Trump about all the wild oh. aliens in the Trump Tower. Right. Mrs. Benson, was she the... She had a crazy boyfriend who would tie her up and leave her naked. Yeah. But she couldn't leave him or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story yeah. came out that this other porn star... Uh, that Trump promised her a condo in his new fancy Trump Tower in Tampa, which doesn't yet exist. And oh, it just okay. it was like, oh my God, this is Mrs. Benson. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so he he banged a porn star with the promise of living in a, a Trump Tower that didn't exist. Wow. But maybe in the in the fictional in the book that we read. <laughs> Although that was based on the New York Trump Tower, so Yeah. I don't okay. Know. But anyway, wow. it just ran. I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. Mrs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we never got further than that. No, we can't. It's, uh, yeah. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> so we're about out of time. Closing thoughts, baby. Uh, yay, women. March. Yay, women. Organize. I love all of you. Each and every one. Hold fast. Don't cave to the pressure or believe that it's Democrats that are doing all the things Republicans obviously don't want to do, like fund chip and extend DACA, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what Mitch McConnell is saying this morning. Yes. Like, oh, the Democrats don't want chip and don't want DACA. It's like, oh, oh. if you guys want it, let's make a deal right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Don't give in. Hold fast. I would love it if you guys went to the Women's March. If you would tweet us pictures or yeah. pictures of your signs or... If at you have, Irreverent Duo on Twitter. Yeah, tweet us pictures and stories and stuff of your experience at the march because I would love that. That would make me really happy. Irreverenttestimony at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week. And um, stay active, stay tuned, stay involved. We'll talk to you later. Bye.